Amen. The children are gone. Amen. I'd like to pray one more time. Lord God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your provision, your protection, your guidance, your wisdom. Thank you for your word. We thank you for everything that you've done in our lives and, and everything you, you continue to do, Lord. So, Lord, I, I pray right now that as, as the service goes on, Lord, that you, you will bless, you will continue to bless us. Father, let my words be your words. May you speak through me and to me, Lord. I pray that today will be a day of change for somebody. A day of freedom for somebody, God. Have your way, God. In your precious holy name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, family. God bless you, family. I wasn't here this morning to greet you, so I'm greeting you now. Amen. I like to open up with scripture. Amen. Is that this is where church? If you have your word, or it should be um, behind me soon. I would like to start off by Jeremiah 29, starting at verse 12. It says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found in you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. James 4, 8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. I love it when it says, I will bring you back from captivity when you seek me with all your heart. Can anybody remember? Or can anybody, if you just stop to think that the whole concept of the creator of all creation hears you, sees you, loves you enough to listen to your prayer. Or even better than that, how about when it's not just when he listens to your prayer, it's when he answers your prayer. Can anybody thank God that we serve a God that loves us enough to make time for us? If there's anything I learned in my walk with God, whether I was, I done right or wrong, whether I did it the right way or the wrong way, whether I messed up, I know deep down inside, whatever I'm praying, whatever I'm, however I'm seeking him, he's listening. My prayers might not get answered when I want to or how I want to, but I trust that he's listening to me. Here's a quote. Too often we spend all of our time seeking God for answers to our problems when what we should be doing is just seeking God. If you haven't noticed, I'm talking to, I want to talk to you about seeking God. Not just seeking God when you're going through something. Not just seeking God when you're desperate. 
Listen, right now I'm watching a documentary about the first war when we got sent to Iraq. And I'm looking at, it's true events and it's true stories. And a lot of it I see is, is the soldiers are in there and they're not mentally prepared. Meaning they're in there and they're about to go into war, they're about to go into a battle and all of them, most of them are scared. Most of them get spiritual because they're desperate, they're scared. There's bullets flying all over the place, there's snipers all over the place, there's bombs going on crazy. You can't trust the kid, you can't trust the, the female, everybody has a bomb on them. It's, it's, it's a rough world, it's a rough place to be in. So they get desperate. What I learned in my life when we seek God, when I seek God, only when we are desperate, He will keep us in desperate circumstances. See, He deeply desires, He deeply desires to fellowship with us. Relationship that we have with Him is built on fellowshipping with Him. Seeking God is fellowshipping with God. Proverbs 8, 17, you don't have to turn there. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Today I want to preach a message and I want to title it, it, Hide or Seek. Everybody knows hide or seek, right? Kids, it's like, you know, when you're kids, they they learn to lie automatically. Hide and seek is a game that automatically they learn you can't find me. I'm going to find you. I, it's, it's natural. I, I don't understand. But it's a game that everybody knows. Well, I want to start this off. In Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 1. But before I read that, let me dress it up. Let me tell you what's going on. It's a story that everybody knows. The God, God created all, all the land. He created all the trees. He created Adam. He created Eve. And, and it was just Adam and Eve. And all Adam and Eve had to do is live. No worries. No worries. They're both naked. No worries. It was a normal thing for them, right? So they live. The only thing God says to them is that tree right there in the middle, do not eat. That tree. Do not look at it. Do not touch it. So all they had to do is live a life with no worries. It's like uh, the Kuna Matata in Lion King. You know, it means no worries. Don't, don't, I'm not going to sing it. But I do know the words. I had two kids. Chapter 3, verse 1. And Eve is just all by, by herself. Catching a tan, I could imagine. She's naked, there's nothing else to do. And it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. 
And you must not touch it or you will die. The serpent says in, in verse 4, you will not suddenly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I'm going to pause there before I read on. And, and this is a side note. If you don't know, the enemy will come in any kind of form to distract you. He would, he would put uh, uh, stuff in your head. Do you really, do, you're really going to do that? Is, why, why would God do that? God, God loves you. you. You could do that. You could get away with it. It's okay. One time, you know, all these doubts, all these how we compromise as Christians of, ah, we could do that. You know, it's okay. I'll repent later, you know. Those are all, it's, that's what sin is. This is, the enemy would dangle sin because, you know, and make sin uh, look good. It makes sin feel good. That in a moment you're like, this looks good. This, this feels good. And you start to forget about what God said not to do. Amen? Side note, verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom... She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. They had a life with no worries. Akuna Matata. They were butt naked and they didn't care. No worries. They ate, they did exactly what God asked them not to, and they realized they were naked. Immediately, shame. Verse 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord, God, as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, he says, where are you? He answered. And I can imagine Adam answering him not boldly, right? Because why would he, why would he be hiding? He goes, I, I heard you in the garden and, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Before I go into seeking God, I want to I wanna touch on something that I see. I've seen and I continue to see. People do. Christians do. They hide. I remember witnessing to somebody, and, and this person knows all about God, and he believes in God. I said, like, oh, so, so what's stopping you? I'm not ready. I don't want to be a fraud. I, I know I'm going to commit, and, and I'm still going to you know, wild out, and, and, and I'm just not ready. I, I don't want to do God wrong like that. I don't understand that concept. I had trouble stomaching that because it was, it didn't, it didn't, to me it's, if you know, if you believe in something and you got free access, one of the smart thing is, is to dive in. If you want something and it's free, jump in. That, that, that's me. But immediate shame. See, I, I, there's times in my life I hid. I didn't know. I didn't call it hiding. I called it compromise. I called it, I'm not ready. 
I heard people that uh, they feel called, maybe called to work in children's ministry, but they're waiting for God to tell them. I'm called to do something, but I'm waiting for God to tell me something. Today I want to ask a question. Where are you in your walk? Where are you in your life? Are you hiding or are you seeking? There's people that go to big churches. You know why I think people go to big churches? Because they don't want to be accountable to people. So a big church is easy to hide. It's easy to hide, get your praise on your Sunday praise and sneak out before anybody asks them who they are. That's my opinion. It's not biblical. Let me, let me say that. So I'm not preaching, making stuff up in the Bible. That's my opinion. That's what I notice. There's people in church that go through something. They do something they're not supposed to and they make excuses, but they pull away. They pull away from the ministry they're in. They pull away from coming Wednesday prayer. They pull away with, they start taking more and more frequent breaks on Sundays. But the real reason is they're hiding. I see people more and more disconnect from the, from, from relationships for no reason. But the real reason is they're hiding. I believe God is calling us, is in a place he's calling us to come out of hiding. So at church, I'm asking you, where are you right now? I'm not asking you for you to raise your hand. I'm asking you to reevaluate your life right now. If you're hiding, if you have a hidden talent, and you're waiting for the God, for God to, to give you a sign, and that sign is you want to hear his voice saying, get up and go to that person. It's time for you to get up and stop hiding. If you want to do something, listen, you come to me, I'll find something for you to do. The toilets need to be clean, guys. You know, the stuff needs to be happening. But, but we hide because we think we want to do, we got more talent to, to be up here and do something where we recognize. Listen, I thank God that despite who I am, that God pursued me. And chase me. Because for years I hid behind fear. Doubt. But despite he still pursued me. And he still had a greater plan for me. Amen. See I'm happy that I can say. I can honestly say I was once lost. But now I'm found. And today. If you're lost. It's time for you to come out of hiding and be found. Because that's God's desire for us. It's to be found and used. Not be found and just get lazy. I don't want to point to anybody. And get lazy. And get fat. Get spiritually fat. Just sit there and listen and receive and receive and not do anything what we receive. And change for the two hours that we're in Sunday. But then come Sunday night with the same old person. That's hiding, by the way. Do you know that? Coming to church, receiving that day, and still being the same old person. Come out, guys. Come out from hiding. 
It's not easy. You're going to go through stuff. There's going to be struggle. There's going to be sufferings. There's going to be pain. There's going to be worry. But get rid of the excuses because God still wants to utilize you. Regardless of what you're going through, he still wanna, wants to use you. Amen? Matthew 6, starting at verse 25. It's going to pop up in a sec. It says, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat. Do not worry about what you drink. Do not worry about your body. Do not worry about what you wear. It's not life more than food and the body, and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So do not worry, saying, what shall I eat? Or what shall I drink? Or what shall I wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Listen, what is Jesus telling them here? He's saying, I know what you want. I know what you need. I know what you think you want, and I know what you think you need. But I got you. But seek me first, not second, not third. Not when you're desperate, but on a regular basis. When you're desperate, when you're feeling good, when all things are going good, when you're broke, when you're rich, when you're hurting, seek me first. And everything else you want, I got you. If we seek God only, I'll repeat the, the quote I did earlier, if we seek God when... We are desperate. Then he will keep us in desperate circumstances. Quick, quick, quick testimony. I'm looking to see if the person's here. Great. She's in there. Okay. Listen. When I wanted my wife before she was my wife, I, listen, I, 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 I was borderline stalkish. I wanted her. I wanted her. I, I, I was in love with her. She thought I was, uh, I was, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. I, I mean, I pursued her. Pursued her. I mean, I went to so far as I found out the code of her car. Back then there's a code to get in. And I while she's working, go to her job and, man, drop a rose or two or three, whatever I could afford, um, or steal from the cemetery. No, I'm just playing. But I, 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 would, I would even know a saying, just thinking about you, you know, whatever. And she would be frustrated. She's like, this guy is crazy. But back then, I didn't, I didn't care. I tried everything. Make long story short, we still were good friends. I said, oh, yeah, I got no feelings for you. That passed. We're good friends. But inside, I'm like, oh, gosh, come on, please. We're friends now. Let's go. Right? That's how much I wanted her. I was willing to still hang out with her. But then it got to a point where 
I got tired. I got tired of pursuing, and I felt like it was going nowhere or was not going the way I wanted to go. So I remember, I remember one, one time I said, uh, you know, she used to run a ministry, and I used to help her run, you know, that ministry. And, and, and it was a singles ministry she was running. And I said, you know what? I, I can't help you no more. Because I, I, cause it's, it's, I didn't want to say torment, but I was getting tormented. I was, I was, but I didn't want to tell her that. Obviously, I'm trying to make a, you know, an impression, but uh, that'd be stupid. But I told her, I said, it's not healthy for me to do, to do this. So know that I'm here. But I think I, we, need, I need, we need to take a step back of being, being the, the, the friends that we were. So I get a call that night. And I don't know if uh, Pastor George remembers that call. I get a call and, and, and it's Melissa, but I'm on a speakerphone. And she goes, hey. I'm there. Uh, hey. And she's like, well, I got, you know, George and Michelle here. And she goes, why not? Like, why not? Why? You know, I feel God telling me, tugging at me, why not? Why not give you a try? Okay? No, 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 oh, no, because at that moment, I thought she smoked something or drank something. I don't know. Listen, so if George, and George can test this, well, I said, I said, George, can you take me off speaker, please? I said, George, if this is if this is a joke, this is not funny. He's like, no, we've been talking, and, and, and hey, you know, it, it, she looks for real. And I was like, but 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 then he said, but but we're gonna continue to talk, and we're we're gonna do slow and all that. And I'm like, yeah, but keep me informed. And I and I'm pacing, pacing. Long story short, when I see God first, when I stop doing it my own way. And I said, you know what? My way is not working, obviously. And it's exhausting to do something your way and not God's first. The minute I said, you know what? I know this is worth it. But if it never happens, I'm tired. I'm going to do it. I'm going to seek God first. I want to do it the healthy way. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given on to you as well. Long story short, I got her. And she's been the, the second biggest blessing to me. I say second because God's always been the first. And my kids are the third. Good? Good. No allowance. Um, so listen, God is calling us to be seekers, not hiders. But to seek Him because He's wonderful, not for any reason. Seeking is a responsibility. Matthew 7 7, you can turn there. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Listen, we've gone too passive in our faith. We've gone too passive in the way we pray. We even got too passive in the way we believe. 
See, we pray, we worship, we believe. And when we ask God, we go, God, I need this. God, do this. No, not yet. Okay, God, I need this. I need, to, I, I need you to do this. No, not yet. And, 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 then, and then we're worshiping with the wrong motive. We're praying with the wrong motive. We're seeking God with the wrong motive. What is the motive behind what you're seeking God for? Do you know that leads to people going hiding when they're waiting on something? They're waiting on something. I can't tell you how many. Listen, and I could talk about it. I'm not pointing to anybody else. I could talk because it was me. I lived it. I can't tell you how many single people stop serving the Lord because they're tired of waiting God's way. But could it be? Could it be that you're saying, I'm waiting on God, but in reality, God is waiting on you? Could, could it be that you're seeking God? There's no right or wrong way of seeking God, but there is right and way motives. Are you seeking God to get, or are you seeking God to give? God is a God of many things, he, he, but he loves to receive our praise. He demands our praise. He pursued us continuously so we could pursue him. He gives us second chances, third, fourth, million chances so we have more opportunity to seek him first and to aggressively seek him. Think about that word, aggressively seeking him. Knock the door down. Pray like you believe God is going to do something. But God, whenever you do it, I'm going to still give you praise. That's, that's knocking the door down. That's, that's, that's believing you're going to get whatever God wants you to get. And until you get that, you're going to give him praise. You see, you see what I'm talking about? The aggressiveness and, and your prayers? Listen, our visions need to be more aggressive. Our dreams need to be more, our calling needs to be more aggressive. We got to stop giving 50%, but give 125%. So get out of hiding. Seek him first and seek him aggressively. Amen? Everybody still with me? Give me time to go because I skipped a lot. If there's anything, I, and listen, I've been saved, I, I, I try to do the math, and, and, and I'm going, I've been saved when I first received God. It was at a youth convention, and I was 13 years old, and it was in Syracuse. And I remember God touching me and breaking me. And I remember I was in a transition, my parents were officially divorced. And I remember I had a, it was a decision. Oh, man, that means I got, I, I got to see my father the weekends. I, you know, there was a whole, and I was in a transition. I was in an ugly state. 32 years, and I'm sad to say, most of those years, I did things wrong. So if there's one thing I learned was the more I seek him, the more I found him. The more I I, I, I sought after him first, and I I did it with the right motive, the more I saw him, I I found him. 
The more I found him, I fell in love with him. See, I learned it. I learned the hard way. I always thought his presence changes us. No, his, his presence puts us into a place. It's preparing your atmosphere. But it's his love that changes. The problem with me, I was always getting into his presence with one eye open and one eye closed, looking to see where the change is coming. But see, I learned that when I tap, when I, when I worship him, despite it, there was no change. When I received his love, it's the love, his love that breaks. It's his love that changes you. It's the love that, that molds you. It's, the, it's his love that, that, that wants you to prove, see, to, to pursue him. See, I, the, the reason why I loved my wife when I wanted her, because if you know my wife, she's full of love, very bubbly, very, she'll receive anybody. She'll pray for anybody. Whether you, she like you or not, she would be submissive and she would pray for you. And then she would get convicted because she'll feel something from God. So she's a woman of God and she's full of love. See, despite how I felt for her and despite she didn't feel that for me, she still loved me. She wasn't in love with me, but she still loved me. Loved me enough to hang out with me. Loved me enough knowing that I was like a borderline psychopath to give me access to help her, to be a servant. Rightfully so, I had probably the wrong motive of being a servant for her. But do you see the, 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 the desperation that God is seeking for us to have for him? Song of Solomon, chapter 3. It's a book that I always stay away from because it's, it's, it's really mushy. I don't know how to explain it. I don't really want to explain it right now. But this scripture, it, it jumped out of the Bible. I read it by accident, and I was like, oh, my goodness. All I saw was the desperation of this woman. So chapter 3, verse 1, it says, All night long on my bed, I look for the one my heart loves. I looked for him and, and did not find him. The him is, is God, is Jesus. The, 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 the her is the church, but just FYI. I will get up now and go about the city, through the streets and squares. I will search for the one my heart loves. So I looked for him and did not find him. The watchmen found me as they made their rounds in the city. Have you seen the one my heart loves? Scarcely had I passed him. When I found the one my heart loves, I held him. I held him and would not let him go till I had brought him to my mother's house, to the room of the one who conceived me. Let me break this down because I know it sounds crazy right now. But when it says all night long in my bed, I look for the one my heart loves. I look for him and did not find him. Listen, you're not going to find God if you're laying down, if you're sitting down. You need to get out of your chair. You need to move, change your position. 
put yourselves in a place where you can be used by God and receive. Too many Christians are, are seeking God, looking for him while they're laying down, doing nothing, too relaxed. Listen, we need to get out of our comfort zone if we want to be used by God. Seeking God doesn't mean, God, I'm waiting for you. No, you need to get out of your seat. And you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. I'm going to, well, what's needed here? A toilet needs to be clean? I'm going to clean toilets. I hate getting my hands dirty, but that's why God made gloves. All right, what am I going to do? Children? I can't stand children. But you know what? I could be a helper. I could make copies. That I could do. We need to do something. We got too lazy as Christians. I'm not having sign-up sheets for any mystery, by the way. <laughs> but please see me afterwards if you don't. We need to give our, get out of our comfort zone and be the aggressor. Seek after him hard, amen? When it says in verse 4, scarcely I pass him. When I found the woman my heart loves, I held him. And will not let him go till I have brought him to my mother's house. Listen, it took some time. But she found him. She held him. She loved him. She would not let him go. So much that she brought him to her bed. Listen, the bed represents intimacy. It's not enough to find him and grab him to, to, in church. But I want to bring him to my job. I want to bring him to my school. I want to bring him in my marriage. I want to bring him to my kids. I want to bring him to wherever I go. Because he's a fa- he, he done something to me. I was lost and now I found. So I want to grab the one that found me. The one that cleanses me. The one that renews me. The one that refreshes me. And take him wherever I go. I, I want intimacy with him. That is seeking God. The more I seek him, the more I find him, the more I find him, the, the more I love him. And the more I love him, the more change I am. See, I know many Christians who, who stay in the presence, but they, the, the, the God's love, they don't allow God's love to change them. They're still the same way. They're still angry. They're still depressed. I spent most of my time in fear. Most of my years saved, I spent in fear and in depressed. Because I wasn't seeking him first. What I should have said is, God, I'm not feeling, I'm depressed, I'm too this, I'm too that. But you know what? Forget about all that. I'm going to worship you. We need to believe. You know, there's many Christians that believe, but halfway... Hebrews 11, 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards them who earnestly seek him. See, you can have faith, but if you're not seeking him first, if you're not aggressively seeking him, you will have a faith, a foundation that be shakable. Listen, I want an unshakable faith. What does that mean? That means you, we're all going to go through stuff. I don't, I don't care how much scripture you know, how, how holy you think you are. You're going to go through stuff. 
But do you want the stuff you go through to shake your faith? I want to, I, I see, I believe I serve a God. I, I'm on a solid foundation. I don't want a wavy foundation. I, I, I don't want the, the doubt. Oh man, um, is God hearing my prayer? Is God going to bless me? Is God going to get me out of this? I, I, and, and then we spend so much time. What if? Is God? All these questions. And we're not seeking God. You're going through something. Okay. I'm sorry you're going through it. But seek God. Seek God. Seek. I can't read the Bible because I just don't know what to read. I, I, I'm cold. I'm going through a dry spell. I'm in the desert. Seek God. Do you know all over the Bible, every time there was somebody in the desert, it was because God wanted to make them desperate to call him out? Do you know that? And most of the desert stories, the desert represents a dry place, an empty place, a place of desperation. What's your team? Come on. Is that record low? Record time? I beat Jason. But I'm gonna end, but, but I'm gonna end with one more story. And then I want to speak a prayer that's in the Bible over you. Because I believe God is calling us, calling us to come out of hiding. I believe He's calling us to come and seek His face first. He's calling us to step up our game. There's people saved for so many years and they have not changed. Why? They receive his love and they're the same. No. If you receive his love, allow his love to change you, to transform you. Psalm 27, starting in verse 1. This is David. I love David. David, David was a, re- a man. He was a king, but he was a man. A man that messed up a lot. A very selfish man, if you ask me. But he was also known as the man after God's own heart. Why? Because despite all his mess ups, he knew how to seek God. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall though an army besiege me my heart will not fear though war will break out against me even then I will be confident at this point it's safe to say he's going through something but despite and no matter what he's going through he is confident you talk about an unshakable faith he is confident that whatever he's going through that God is going to come through. But, but look what he says in verse 4. And, and, and let, let, let's all stand. Because I want to speak this as a prayer over you. Look at the prayer that David says. And, and I pray that this could be our prayer today. It says, one thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life. To gaze on the beauty of the Lord. And to seek him. In his temple. For the day of trouble. He will keep me safe. In his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter. Of his sacred tent. 
and set me high upon a rock. Then my head would be exalted above the enemies who surround me at his sacred tent. And I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face in your face, Lord, I will seek. Seek his face. His face is what I'm going to seek. God, I'm hurting right now, but I'm going to seek your face. Your face is what I'm going to seek. God, I feel, I feel beat up right now. I'm being trashed. My name is being trashed. I'm going through this. The dirty looks. People don't like me. But it's your face I'm going to seek. Your face I'm going to seek. God, I'm going through something right now. I've been praying for 20-something years about this thing. And I don't see no light on the tunnel. But but it's your face I'm going to seek. My home is falling apart, God. For real, it's falling apart. I'm losing my kids. I'm losing my marriage. Seek his face. Seek his face. Seek him first. But it's his face I'm going to seek. Do you want a solid foundation? Listen, it's not, it's just about, it's not just about believing. Your faith is a muscle. We all have muscles. It'd be very weak muscles. Very chubby. Well, I don't know if muscle could be chubby. But very out of shape muscle. There you go. But you need to work it out. Your faith is a muscle that you need to work it out. Seeking him first is how you work that muscle out. Seek him no matter what you're going through. It's how your mother muscle is going gonna, is gonna to be worked out. Anybody get me? Listen, I came here. I, it's funny. I always... I hate to see myself on a camera or whatever. Because when I speak and... and I, I get this from time to time. Is is and I don't know if it's the half white in me. Is I look very angry at times. I don't know. When I speak, I, and the truth of the matter is, is if you know my heart, it's not that I'm angry. It's because I'm passionate. It's passionate. And, and normally you would not see me speaking up here, and that's something I'm passionate about. And this is a touchy topic for me because I learned the hard way. But I got my greatest blessings when I sought after God. Sometimes I had to go into a desperate place to start doing it. But here's the truth. Here's what I learned. I don't stop doing it. I learn. I learn. I, I don't, I don't want to be in a desperate place. I don't want to wait till I'm desperate to seek his face. I want to seek his face all the time. So when I get to a desperate position, all right, it is what it is, but I'm still going to seek God. You see the difference of, of how you look at your faith? 
God is good no matter what. He's going to have the glory no matter what. He's going to utilize you no matter what. It might take 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, but I don't want no more time to lapse. I want to be used now. I want to come out of hiding now. I want to study more. Who knows? We got some, remember we got some biblical teachers here. But you need to study to do that. I want to be used. I want to do so much more. Guys, there is so much more for us to be utilized. Men, women, kids, it's not, Sunday is not enough. As amazing as we all are. As amazing of a worship team we have. As amazing speakers that we have in this house. As amazing as TSF is. It is not enough for a Sunday. We can have a second service. It's not enough. It's not enough to come here for the English. And it's not enough to go to the Spanish. It's not enough. Let me go to Wednesday prayer. That's not enough. Let me go to, uh, to the young adults. Let me go to youth. Let me go. That's not enough. Let me go to men. Listen, we could do something every day and we're not. Because that means your family is falling behind. But it doesn't matter. What are you doing in your house? It's like praying when you're laying down. Having a conversation with your spouse. Laying down. Spouses. Get up and have a conversation because you're going to fall asleep. And that's going to cause you a fight. But do you understand the whole concept? Get up. Pray. Get up. Let your kids see you on your knees. Changing your position at home, not at church. Let your kids see you. Well, what are you listening to during the week? I try to delete the radio stations in my car because I learned I because because I want I want to I got a thing I don't want to shout them out but I got a thing with my my household okay what are you filling your tank with more godly music or whatever stations are out there do you understand do whatever you got to do to get into His presence and receive His love. Let's worship. Anybody ready to worship? Hallelujah. Anybody ready? Uh, Ethan, I hope you're ready to worship. Let's worship. Hallelujah. I'm just thinking about that intimacy with God. Just knowing Him, knowing His heart. Knowing his ways. Though things have passed away, your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace remains the cornerstone. Things that we thought were dead are breathing in life again. You cause your son. 
longest night. Let's just sing that one more time. Oh, things sing. Oh, things have passed away. Your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace remains a cornerstone. And things, and things that we thought were dead are breathing in life again. You cause your son to shine on darkest night for all that you've done we will pour out our love this will be our anthem so for all for all that you've done we will pour out our love this will be our anthem so Jesus we
Say, our affection, our devotion, poured out on the feet of Jesus. Just say, our affection, our devotion, poured out on the feet of Jesus.
still loving me, still loving me conditionally. Lord, I'm ready now. And Lord, I surrender now. Everything I am and everything I hold to be any gift that I have, Father, but, but I want to be yours and, and I want you to expose that in my life. I, I want you to show me 
But right now, Father, I just want to be closer to you. My desire is to be closer to you. And so I surrender, Lord. We surrender everything, Lord. And if you would have me, I would be yours. And you would be mine. And I will hold on to you with all of my might, never letting go. And everything else is faded as I stand in the presence of your glory. I'm lost in you. I'm surrounded by you. I'm overwhelmed by you. I'm overtaken by you. Only you can do that, God. Only you can get to the roots and to the heart, Lord. And that's what you are doing right now. So we thank you, Lord, for those that are here, those that have made a decision, those that have put you above everything, Lord, those that have committed to you, we say thank you. Thank you for your blessing over this house. Thank you for the blessing over each and every family in this place. Thank you for those that you brought here that would be willing to serve at whatever capacity, oh God. Because in serving here, they know that they serve you. So we thank you, Lord, for those that you are bringing up. We thank you for our young people, Lord, that love you and that we see mighty men and women of God coming forth. We thank you for our children's ministry. We thank you for the men's ministry, Lord. We have a men's ministry. We thank you for the for every ministry, Lord, in this house. As you have been faithful, Lord. And at last, I want to say thank you to the pastors of this house. That though we don't get everything right, and we may not always do it your way, but we love God and we love you. And we love to see when you're blessed. Because when you're blessed, we're blessed. And God is full. But you have a wonderful day. Enjoy your week. You are blessed. Continue to be a blessing.